Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash for your free audiobook download. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, the Ides of November. And this is Idle Thumbs 133. Ides old thumbs. 132. Oh, my God. It's 132. It's 132. Okay. It's November. You're just, you just want me to make confused face. <sighs> you know what it is, Chris? What, Jake? God. Chicago gets me so close to Ace Ventura 2. It yeah, you just want to say Chicago. You just want to say Chicago. Bow, bow. All righty then. It's November 13th, 2013. This is Idle Thumbs. 132. 132. I'm Chris Freeman. I'm Jake Rodkin. I'm Sean Vanneman. And I'm Nick Brackett. Whoa. Whoa. The gang's all here. The and whole we family. I'm surprised at everyone being here. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long month, you guys. Jeff Green was here. That was nice. It was good. Mm-hmm. Zach Johnson. Yes. Yep. Nick Brackett was here. I was. You were here for one of the days. One of those times. Month. Yeah. How's everyone doing? Really good. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just played Foiled. Yeah, that game is really good, actually. So we were recommended this game by um, Bennett Foddy, who made Quop and Gurp and Pole Riders. All of those games are excellent for very different reasons, um, especially Quop and Pole Riders. Um, and Pole Riders is... Gurp burn. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Gurp is not that good. <laughs> right? I mean... It's good. Who's with me on this, right? <laughs> Fuck Gurp. It's good, but it's not great. It's no quap. It's no pole It's riders. not, but it's Gurp. Gurp. <laughs> it's Gurp. It's not great. Oh, my God. What are we doing? So, he made uh, those games. Anyway, the has... reason it's relevant is because Pole Riders is of the style of game that is um, kind of typified by the uh, Sports Friends <laughs> PS3, PC kind of collection. Um kind of local multiplayer really fast-paced uh head-to-head stuff and he has a student named uh gabriel i think kutsilo i can't remember his name exactly um who uh developed a game called foiled with one other person an artist and it's really really good it's kind of like nidhog in that it's a head-to-head um like fencing game like sword play stuff yeah, yeah sword play game yeah but with a couple more mechanics than nidhog there's a uh really fast-paced vertical dive where you press a button and you just like in a split second, shoot downwards. It's, it's, like, it's like a Mario butt pound. It's like a Mario butt yeah. pound. I think Link actually has that move as his down sword move in Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Hold on to that. Right. Someone, <laughs> yeah. Jake, you were saying someone described it as like. It's like Nidhogg plus Smash Brothers, like yeah. kind of. But it yeah. also, like, yeah. the way, more on the Nidhogg side. The way that the wall climbing the stuff wall works, though, is, is uh, more like Super Meat Boy or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But you employ and, it. I guess you don't really do too many wall slides in 
in Super Smash Brothers. You just do that to save your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's not a lot. No, of it's more. It's jumps yeah. Smash. It's yeah, Smash Brothers meets jump. Super Mario. I mean, Super Meat Boy meets yeah. Nethog. That's it's, a good meets meets meets. That's yeah. an appealing meets yeah. meets meets. And it's one a, of them involves meat. meats. <laughs> it's really good. One of the things <laughs> I really like about this style of game, as compared to a traditional fighting game or even something like Smash, which is closer to this but still not the same, is that these games you can learn all the mechanics like. In two seconds, like the right. se- the, yeah. within t- five seconds of picking up the controller, we basically were pretty fluent at playing the game. Obviously, there's all kinds of like advanced tactical shit and like weird nuances that would take longer to figure out. But just on the base level of like, I'm immediately jumping around the level like crazy, doing crazy dives, like doing all the things that you basically do in the game. Um, it's really quick to that point, and that's one of the things I I see as sort of a hallmark hallmark of this style of game. You know, Nidhog and Pole Riders and Hokra and and uh, and all that stuff. Tenna is like those kind of lo-fi, really fast-paced head-to-head games. Um, I think that's a thing they share that I think is really, really good. It makes them really good for playing in a group atmosphere because you don't have that sensation you often get with the traditional fighting game of like the guy who just doesn't know how to play it is just like, well, I'm obviously just going to lose constantly. Um, I don't know. It's really, it's really good. It feels very well-tuned. And it was made in fucking Game Maker again. It's amazing to me what people make in Game Maker, you know, because it doesn't feel like just at first glance, you wouldn't assume it's the kind of environment where you can make a really highly tuned, like pixel perfect game. Um, but obviously people do. Um, yeah. Gunpoint has that same sort of feeling. Yeah. And the original mm-hmm. Splunk. Hotline Miami, the original Splunk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hotline Miami Miami's the one that I forget. I know. Yeah. So that yeah. one's the most extreme, it, I think. Yeah. yeah. All the weird like <clears throat> camera bending yeah. and color bending yeah. stuff that you just don't. Bonkers. It doesn't feel like yeah. a sprite game. But yeah, this game is really good. What'd you guys think? Yeah, it's awesome. I want to play a lot more of it. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Feels like one of those you just you would fire up and lose lose a couple hours in with, with some friends with some or friends. a just yeah, a friend. Yeah, yeah. Just passing mm-hmm. the controller around. Yeah, like, yeah. It really makes me good. want. It will be a time suck at the office. I can already. Yeah, because yeah. sports friends they labeled sports friends 2013, and I don't. I think they probably did that as a partly as a I joke about a sports games. Cheek, yeah. But this game already just makes me want sports friends 2014. <laughs> right. That has mm. this and like three yeah. other things in it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, totally. I want more people to make games like this because they're fucking fun. Well, I love that they. I mean, one of the things that's so amazing about the specific period of games oh, we're in right now. Oh, sorry, before you make your, uh-huh. your point, it's worth pointing out that unlike a lot of games like this, Foiled is actually free and, and gettable. And yeah. gettable. You can just go to foiledgame.com, play it. it. Unlike a lot of these, it also comes out of the box with 360 controller support, so you don't need to deal with joy to key or anything like that. You just have two controllers and it goes. Like, mm-hmm. it's... It's... It has a lot going for it that a lot of these don't, that are usually more rough, mm-hmm. I guess, until Sports Friends actually finally ships. Anyway, sorry. I just can't imagine being like, sorry, I'm, oh, yeah, another no, point. Ahead, I can't imagine We're chaining these. when I was, I think of the way I, I used to sit around a TV I when I was like 12, 13, 14, yeah. and we would play like local uh-huh. head-to-head stuff all the time. I can't imagine the fact that I could be 12 or 13 right now and find this find game this. online yeah. for free. Yeah. Like free yeah. at that age is such yeah. a bigger difference than it is to me now. Uh-huh. Like I have way more financial commitments now, but free versus like five bucks, push. Right. Free versus five bucks when you're 12 is oh, like a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. And you can just play this all winter with your buddy. Like, uh-huh. oh, it's so good. Yeah. Anyway, yep. you're yeah, going to say. That's actually very similar yeah. to what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, I feel like in a way that wasn't true. 10 or like even five years ago right now we're living through an era where the stuff that the, the ecosystem that surrounds you in games if you're like growing up and getting into games is amazing like it's it's amazing right now 
at least it feels that way to me. Like the the I mean, there's a lot of dumb shit out there as there always has been, but yeah. like the possibility to find really good stuff that is really cheap. I imagine from like if a, you're a kid who's tuned into that stuff, probably. But a lot of kids are now. Yeah. Because that stuff is just on the internet yeah. where everything is. I feel yeah. like yeah. Minecraft yeah. is sort of like exactly. oh, it's a game Minecraft I download on the internet yeah. that isn't advertised Every to me during television yeah. hour. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. A lot of them are all on the 360, though. Is what I was going to say about that. Yeah. Well, that was probably mm. true. Yeah. But 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 um, speaking of that, that reminds me. Uh, one of my coworkers was telling me her, um, her son is like eight and he like, you know, all, all of his friends basically is super into Minecraft. He just plays, just, he just plays Minecraft all the time. And because of that, he also just like watches commentary videos all the time on the internet. Cause that's such a common method of expression now on the internet is like making vlogs and shit and like let's plays and just putting videos on YouTube. It's like a really huge weirdly a huge way of people to like mm-hmm. just get themselves out there and she she said uh she would like her son would be in his room with the door closed and she would hear him like saying things she's like what what is that and she would open the door and he would just be playing a game and just narrating it to nobody in a british accent oh because my god that's just what, pe- <laughs> what that's just what you find on the internet is just British men with YouTube channels commenting on games. Like, that is such a prevalent thing. Like, there are so many of those guys at this point that it makes up a significant enough percentage of, like, just what her son finds on the internet. You love it. That he now has just internalized that. I love it. And that is just to him, like, that's how you, like, play a game and enjoy it and appreciate it and internalize things about it. That will probably serve, other than the social maladjustment from that, (laughs) but uh, other than that, I think that will probably serve him well later in life. Because being able to, like, Mm. narrate what you're doing, yeah, externalize like that is very valuable and not a human. I thought you just meant the British accent will serve him in a bar. (laughs) Kid's gonna get laid. (laughs) That's actually where I thought you were going. Anyway, Wow, how dare you? (laughs) I don't know. Well, that's what you. That's where you peg me now. Like I, what? I don't know. All I was. I mean, he, I can't believe you've done this. So I've got nothing. Can't I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe you've done this. That's oh, what he was. Fuck. That's what he was saying over and over again while playing Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was a mind blowing thing. I never like that would have never occurred to me. But anyway, yeah. The 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 broader thing I was saying. I think that when you when you look at the games that are available that are totally like comprehensible for a kid to play. I mean, yeah. there's weird, like totally obscure, like nonsense out there, like Crusader Kings that is more accessible than it, than it ever has been. But there's also just a huge range of games in like every conceivable genre right. that are super affordable and super available. I think that's amazing. I think it's just really incredible. Yeah. And I also think it's just better. I think it's just making games better right now. I mean, I, I think the, the range of things that are feeding into game design right now is like, really encouraging and cool and this entire category of game i think is a super great it's weird to think about just even relative to when we started this podcast sort of the things that we would lament about the way that games work and even the way the indie scene worked relative to now Mm -hmm. it's it's i don't know it's not what i was expecting no no i mean you couldn't ever predict it obviously but it's it's awesome it's really exciting I haven't. St- there's the- Who would predict a world where kids play Minecraft alone in their bedroom, speaking with British <laughs> accents? The yeah. future of gaming is bright, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, the uh, IGF judges judging has started, and I haven't started playing them yet. But I'm really stipulation. You must so. narrate your experience with the British accent. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what's funny about that is that that's what I do now, just not with the British accent, but like every single day because you're playing Spelunky. Talk along with Spelunky. Man, put a video on the internet. But- Oh, okay. Even when you're not recording, you don't do it. Oh, no, no, I, I don't. That is that is also just the road to becoming an old man who's sitting there playing the game. Just going crap. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Gotta, gotta get that cactus. Yeah. Gotta watch no, out for that cactus. But, but there are frogs coming at me. Fresh. Gotta... And then, like, <laughs> racial remarks. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, man. You look down and you're just wearing, like, a sweaty uh, robe. Like an adult uh, diaper? No! <laughs> like a. Uh, like a tank top <laughs> like a tank top for some suspenders oh, only yeah. and the oh, robe okay. yeah just yeah. like nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see Chris yeah it's not too just far off just gone <laughs> thanks Sean just this is the episode where we make weird implications about each other apparently <laughs> yeah I played this iPad game on the airplane oh, yeah? for five hours with Amelia uh, called Device 6 Oh, I've heard that's really good. It's fucking great. Oh, man. I should so five hours is way longer than it takes to beat this game. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's like a couple hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's fucking fantastic. Don't, he can lean on the table. He's not going to thump right. the table. He's what all right. What am I doing with the table? Right. He's all right. Thumper. <laughs> if you hear this, it's because Nick's elbow has dropped on the table. I'm not dropping elbows. No, you're fine. Yet. <laughs> device six yeah it's by uh <laughs> game title as threat i'm not dropping out those yet so people should listen to nick and chris's most recent uh spelunky oh. stream the uh sunday evening mm. spelunky stream mm. if you want to know why we're being as dumb as we're being. Anyway, go ahead. That's not the real reason. The real reason is we're fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's not going to explain... That's going to explain a very small Sorry, if you want to watch of, three hours of yeah. Spelunky interspersed with about an hour of the Oh Yeah music video, yeah. you should watch that live stream. Oh, I needed that explained to me because I didn't watch that. You just walked in here and we're just all going, Oh, and I just thought it was like a new fucking thing that you guys had found. It's like, yeah, it's that song from 1995. Fantastic. 1987, in fact. Excuse me. Or Sorry. Earlier, maybe. I think there was a re-release in 87. Oh, no. It had to have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It was in Ferris Bueller. Yeah, it was in Ferris Bueller. Yeah, yeah. maybe? Yeah. I was just like, oh, good. You guys fucking found a new thing that I'm going to have to fucking deal with for a week. No. Uh, it's because Nick and Chris Jesus. found that thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a solid hour of the Spelunky Scream where they... The Spelunky Scream? The Spelunky Scream where they put the two monitors up and on one monitor is Nick dying in Spelunky. Uh, also, your triumphant run for a while there, and then the other monitor it's is true. just the nice Oh Yeah music video on loop in perpetuity. It was a good stream. That's, real, that's quality television, guys. It's yeah, fucking it was. was really great. Yeah. Goddamn right it was. It synced up amazingly well at times. Yeah, it did. You'd do something cool, and the guy would say beautiful. <laughs> do something, something even better, and the guy would say even more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wow. You die, and he would say, Oh yeah. So I don't even need to watch it now. You die Those again? are basically the <laughs> only possible things to sync up because that's the only thing they say in that song. So. Oh, no, that's not There's true. There's the sun. Sometimes you would be doing something random and he would say the sun. That's true. Sometimes you would maybe like jump and he would say the moon. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes he would say, oh, yeah. <laughs> frequently. I would say frequently he would say, oh, yeah. I would say frequently he would say, oh, yeah. It was a call and response on the stream. I'm done talking for the rest <laughs> of the stream. sounds like you're reading like a court transcript. He said, oh, yeah, the sun, the moon, beautiful. <laughs> like, what? This is yellow versus yes. the state of Nebraska. <laughs> anyway, device anyway, six. Device six. Yeah. It's a good game. Nick issued that device six threat and it was carried out. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Sean. <laughs> Sean, looks, Sean looks like, what do you want? 
Oh no! Sean's just doing the thing that I did two weeks ago, where I just didn't say anything, and he let the rest of the yeah, he's, yeah, he's, unravel. Yeah. Sean listened to that podcast. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. No, I want to hear about device six. It's hard to explain without giving the the joy of the game away, mm. but it's one part adventure game, one part text adventure that uses all aspects of the iPad to be good. So you like type on the keyboard to like You don't type in no no no, but I mean it's like a text adventure in that you're reading it. Yeah, it's closer to like it's got like a like twine game. Some graphic stuff and some Sure, sort but you of don't actually make stuff. yeah. There's no twine stuff. It's just literally you're reading the story and coming up against puzzles and to continue onward. What's how are the puzzles actually interacted with though? Are they actually visual? Yeah, they're like around? visual. Like it oh, looks oh, okay, it looks okay. so like, like there's a graphic adventure game. Yeah, yeah, Except, for sure. Except but like you're okay. Imagine you're it reading gives you a novel text in prose form, and Got then it. you yeah. encounter an okay. event. But you cool. sometimes are reading a passage of a novel mm-hmm. that goes left to right, like ten iPad screens in one thin sentence, and then oh. you'll find a puzzle hmm. that, like, if you scroll up down a dotted line path, it's like reading is like walking yeah so, so like, you'll hear footsteps like while you're novel. reading like, yeah, mm. so you're going like oh she walked on the path and into the garden you hear like crunch 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 yeah, you'll like yeah, hear her sure. footsteps and then sometimes you have to backtrack all the way to the beginning uh-huh. yeah. to find information that you use later it's very good and it's one of those things that made me realize that good puzzle design is so fucking hard oh yeah okay. it's so hard because the puzzle design in this game is so good mm-hmm. that thinking about trying to make a game like it is mm. painfully da- is like daunting right you just wouldn't i wouldn't it would, i would just curl up and cry trying to do it because it's yeah. very 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 good yeah yeah you should really play it so so what i'm curious like you said you played it for like five hours but it only takes a couple i hours got to stuck do- Oh, oh, oh. So it wasn't that you kept playing it again. Or but something. it was one of those things where it's like, it That's was, part it of was the same. Game, yeah, but so often when you play an adventure game, it's not compelling enough to deal with being stuck. Sure, yeah. But there were those games, I mean, there was a couple of the LucasArts games early on where you would get stuck and just noodle on it in your head. Mm-hmm. And we would put the iPad down and like do something else and talk or whatever. Like on the plane. Yeah. yeah. And then I'd think oh shit i have an idea you know oh, yeah and then you go back in the game and then you do it and be like beautiful and then i walked into the, the cockpit and i just flew the plane to the fucking ocean to end and then a the guy said oh yeah as it crashed and it was just it was poignant i don't know if that's what there. happened it was really loud because all the people were screaming uh, okay. oh because all the people were saying oh yeah so you couldn't tell someone if it was a recording or if it was the yeah yeah coast guard fishing your body out saw the moon and said oh the moon <laughs> and i was like why why am i alive to and hear this guy was like oh device six <laughs> i know how to solve this puzzle <laughs> <laughs> the, the the sort of aesthetics and theme of the story are kind of it's got like a 60s sort it's of like a on. 60s spy um Plus vibe it, but you referenced the prisoner the prisoner or, yeah it, never it, it, oh, which i'm not familiar with i but. have only i only know of the prisoner as the thing that's been on the list of things i need to watch forever but mm. it's i watched it a few years ago yeah it's weird it's, it's like 60s it's cool. or 70s like show it. about a guy on an island and he's a prisoner there but he doesn't know anything about what's going oh on so all. yeah that's yeah. what it is okay <laughs> it's yeah. very much themed around the prisoner yeah, yeah except you're a lady oh uh, it's great. It's really good. You can get it. It's um, get it on an iPad. It's I guess it's only on an iPad. Uh, maybe you can play on iPhone. It's on. It's on iOS devices. Yeah, I played on iPad. It was fucking good. It's really it's by really the dudes great. Who made Yearwalk, right? The guys who made Yearwalk. Yeah, which I was not as uh, into as this. I thought Yearwalk was compelling and 
like really good looking and mm-hmm. I was happy that it, they made it and I bought it, sure. but I didn't really like adore it the way uh-huh. when I finished device six, like Amelia was like, is there another one? And I was like, right. I don't think there is, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. having to tell her like, no, she's like, well, why isn't there? It's so funny because for <laughs> her, it's like, there's just, it's, it's like, this, why hasn't Apple just, made more of these yeah, it's games. the content <laughs> size where there's just more of this shit, exactly. right? Like, well, is there anything like it? It's like, no, I've literally never played anything like this yeah, right. ever. I'm sorry. Yeah. We can play, you know, and like, you can get Amelia to play black bar maybe, which is not like it at all, but at least, it's yeah, like we played black bar. Heavy. Yeah. I mean, she liked black bar. Black bar is a game by Nevin Morgan. Who's the guy who made that game, the incident, which is another iOS game, but black bar is he no of the guy, but he works at panic. He works at panic. Yeah. But black bar is basically, oh, you like it. Black Bar is a basically lot. just Mad Libs, but there are only specific answers. So it's a, it's a story about – so it's kind of puzzle solving, but it's more like inferring – you're given a, a series of correspondence between two people. In a dystopian future. In a dystopian future where things are censored out and you, and you have yeah. to unredact them contextually. Oh, I see. Okay. But, uh, yeah. And there are sometimes a very specific word yeah. that works and sometimes – It could be – You mm. can just put it different things, but then I think uh-huh. – I, I only got like I think a third of the way into that game, but it made me wonder if – my filling that stuff in was at some point becoming inaccurate by way of the game allowing me to fill stuff in, but it's mostly just an experience of reading those of reading the story, I think. Yeah, but it's definitely a puzzle game. It's yeah. like a word puzzle game. Yeah. Because you have to you can end up trying to figure, okay, I need like a seven letter word that I know Sounds right up my alley. Yeah, you'll like it. Mr. New York Times crossword man. You will enjoy it very much. Yeah. Yeah. Black bar is really good. Cool. Yeah. It's like thematically the closest man, thing I can think of. I, ugh, the app store sucks. It sucks so hard. It's sorry. I just think like those are two. We good, all stopped talking ten minutes ago, apparently, and like, Sean has just gone insane. No, those are two games mm, yeah. that are good. Yeah, yeah. That I don't know how. You, I mean, actually, Device Six was featured, but that's how Device I just got a little. That's up, why I, I bought it. But there's no way to like, yeah, fucking shop. No, for a thing. No, there really isn't. There's definitely no way to do that. Like I can't think not, of anything else yeah. I buy where I can go shopping for. I hate to go shopping, but I can go shopping and find the thing that I'm looking for. Right. Anything else. Yeah. Except apps on that goddamn store. Pisses me off. Anyway. <laughs> that's it. The Xbox Marketplace is not <laughs> great. No, I, well, I mean, they're all I mean, the same. Steam is one of the only good digital and games. It's still not great. It's, it's better than the other ones. Yeah, it's but, better yeah, than the other ones, but, but just by virtue of having more shelf space, I think, uh, or I don't know. No, because I think it's me. organized better. The way, Steam, <laughs> the way they everything like anything you can filter down to has like the three different charts of like new releases yeah. and top sellers and like specials and stuff. And also, they aggressively the cross link everything against your friends list. The way that works yeah. is really good, where you can look at a game and then it says. Fifteen of your friends play this, and you can also see if they're playing it now, and you can yeah. see what yeah. else they own. And I just stuff. don't. Like I don't go buy classic stuff ever on Steam. Even when it's new ever. releases, I go, "Oh, this looks interesting." Maybe it doesn't, but it always mm-hmm. like I have a stupid friends list at this <clears> point because I just added a ton of people through Idle Thumbs and work yeah. and stuff. But now it's also the way it works like new egg reviews to me for a certain degree. Where I can right, look at a yeah, game, yeah, and if yeah. there's just like thirty squares right. on there, it's like, "Oh, I should probably at also least pay the, attention to this." Also, the way that sales work on the sort of PC store friends list, like Steam, obviously. Um, I think makes discoverability of older stuff easier as well. Right. Like it's just better integrated into those like overall. Yeah, there's no concept of that on the app store. Yeah, really. exactly. Yeah, like they have they have like you can go on the Steam store and see like not whatever really helpful most of the time. Bioshock Two will show up after multiple yeah, years on like, the front oh, page. Yeah, there seems like I should play that, and then you you know you yeah. Get a, Did you guys see the Humble Bundle? Yeah, launched a store, store today. Yeah, 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 Humble yeah. Store it was good. Yeah. Uh-huh. A lot of good games in there for cheap. 
Yeah. Well, I think so Crusader Kings is the things, on there for like six bucks. One of the things that was mm. interesting about it yeah. is they launched with like nine games only. They're launching it in the way that they do all their stuff, right? Where they're saying for 24 hours, this yeah. is the Humble Bundle yeah, store event tomorrow. Weird, but what's weird about that is that presumably those things after that sale is over will just stay being sold just for a regular price. Right, but I think they're just trying to get like a week of No, no, I know, I know. Yeah. It's, it's, just a, it's a funny way to launch a store because no one has ever – like no one would ever launch a store that way except for them because right. their model fits is their so brand. focused yeah. on, yeah. you know. Crazy sales. I really like those guys. I yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they think that what they're doing yeah. is really cool. Mm-hmm. Chris, we were talking about this the other day, and not, there's not a lot to say, but it's just it's nice to see another like Humble has sort of snuck their way into being a huge player inside of the yeah. PC games Definitely. space just because Definitely. every indie game developer ever uses their store widget and uh-huh. every price conscious theme customer has also probably bought something in a Humble Bundle. So it's cool to see another straight up storefront showing up because I don't know. I think Steam would benefit from having more yeah. people uh, making them have to compete against them. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. There's also there's a funny well there's a couple funny symbiotic things going on between those two companies, <laughs> even though they're definitely competitors. Um, one is that every single game currently on sale on the Humble Store, all nine of them or ten or whatever it is, or they have um, Steam keys, are sold via Steam key. <laughs> like some of them also have DRM free builds, but they're all to Steam keys that the developers presumably just gave a bunch of keys to Humble. Individually, because Valve doesn't uh, like Valve lets you just generate as many keys as you want as a developer. Um, the other funny thing going in the other direction is that um, I feel like just speaking from a developer's perspective, Humble has been by far the single biggest force in causing, like, in, in speeding up Linux adoption by developers. Um, like, I know, I, and and it's it's interesting to me that. Valve probably in a lot of ways will indirectly benefit from that with SteamOS because so many developers, in order to be featured in a Humble sale, have made their games um, available on Mac and Linux, especially yep. on Linux. Um, I mean, Mac more often, but I mean, yep. especially when they wouldn't have otherwise on Linux. And the other weird way that I feel like these companies have a relationship that is not just Humble giving Steam keys is the entire Steam Greenlight community is fueled through Humble sales, it feels like. Like anything oh. that's listed in the Greenlight area that is oh, also for sale for a widget. Yeah. is through is sold mm. in the humble widget which then mm. gives you a steam code once the game is through greenlight like there's th- right. it's these weird huh. yeah and also gog exists <clears throat> but I, I don't it's, gog feels a little more separate to that whole thing yeah, yeah. cuz gog's whole I've never bought a game because gog. gog's whole yeah. I've bought, I've bought some games for gog but gog's whole thing is that their games are explicitly DRM free which kind of takes them out of the um like sort of steam ecosystem thing that those other ones are part of because um like every gog game you get is basically a zip file which is which is cool um and the people who are like super hardcore gog people like that's what they want um but it you know it feels very separate from the other whereas humble and steam feel like they're doing different things that end up sort of cross-pollinating yeah i i I was just obviously i don't think any of us has any idea what valve thinks about all this crap but it was the thing that made me think about was what Gabe Newell was saying about going from Greenlight to whatever they're talking about next, which yeah. sounds like it's like ad hoc storefronts where anyone can conceivably open up a custom, yeah. either custom like... I think that's actually a few steps down the line. They, I know, yeah. they keep talking about it though, as sort of the destination they want is... The, it would be like the wholesaler versus like a retail yeah, store. Like they, yeah, it would like start sort of at their Amazon.com, then you can become Amazon sellers, but then it would also turn into basically their Humble and you can list your game through the Steam mm. API. Mm-hmm. And publish whatever you yeah. want, and it would just be carried. And at that point, the humble store is going to be weirder than it is right now. Like it's like yeah. that. That made me think that 
if that's where Valve sees their trajectory as that plus like SteamOS stuff, they probably don't care that Humble has a store running that's selling Steam keys. Right. Because it's just sucking right. people into what is eventually just going to be a thing where they can all replicate the Humble store if they really want anyway with, as a web developer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's Everything in, in PC games is fucking weird right now, I guess. And cool. It is. It's weird. It's interesting how... Uh... Just wait till they try to monetize it, though, and fuck it up. that's one of the things that's so like amazing and interesting and good about it is that all that stuff on the pc gaming side is just sort of inherently monetized like all that you're buying a product yeah like it's all all that stuff is based around just selling you something which is cool i mean but it's social shit still creeps in oh no no oh no no for sure get some of those those badges but it's the the exact reverse relationship it's like the social stuff is like weirdly creeping onto the basic underlying model of just a a person who made something selling something to someone else. In the other case, it's like we made a thing that's predicated on social stuff. Now we're going to sneak money into it, which I feel like is more destructive. Like, I feel like that is, I don't know. It just makes you. It just makes people yeah, who really enjoyed it at the beginning more cynical. Yeah. Did that yeah. guy who said he would write in about um, oh, steam, about economy steam economy stuff write in? I don't know. Yeah, let's, let's. Because we were talking about we were talking about steam economy stuff last week a little bit, and just. I love it. It was a, still paying for my games. It was. It was a, apparently it goes way deeper than any of us know. Like apparently it gets like Russian mafia deep. Well, go on. We told the guy to write in, and he was like, "Oh, it'd be easier to explain in person." I'm like, "No, please, 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 write yeah, in." Right. Meet me in a parking garage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't talk about it over the internet. Um, but it, he basically started off with the reminder that any possible transaction you could think that Valve would take a cut of, Valve obviously takes a cut of. So, like, mm. they they have – they monetize a lot of stuff in there. But yeah. anyway, I don't know. How you been, Nick? Yeah, I was about All to right. ask you that. Yeah? Yeah. Look crazy. I'm playing a lot of NBA 2K14 right now. Oh, yeah. Really? What? Yeah. With what team? Uh, the Heat. I'll what the fuck? I knew, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. So, <laughs> so I don't play a lot of sports games, but when I do, I only I play, only play, play, the, best, I play the best fucking team. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll pick. Go on, playing the new uh, the new Tour de France. Wait, did you just get away? Two thousand six. It sounded like you were about to explain why, and then you just kind of snuck out of it. <laughs> Literally, that's anyway, like playing a cycling a game yeah. in the mid 2000s and being like, oh, I only play as Lance Armstrong. <laughs> I don't know. It's not, it's not fun than anybody I play else. Ken Griffey baseball, I play as Ken Griffey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you ever play Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey? I did. You know what that I game did? Was fucking so my good. dad is bi- uh, like really into hockey, and I have this vivid memory of calling my dad into the basement. Your dad probably hated it because it wasn't branded NHL. Oh, no, not not well. I mean, do you remember that game? Yeah, it was a cartoony. It a was. Well, bit. it was not only cartoony. It had the shader, like the the. Uh, it had like a um, weird tune shader thing. It on. had well, no, but it had the uh, the puck. Um, highlighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had, yeah, it had yeah, like yeah. the Fox. Sports, it had like, like the crazy like, Fox Sports thing, which at the time was something that was the being broadcast. Yeah. Where they would just uh, like rotoscope, like auto rotoscope the the puck and right. have like a little. Highlight. I thought they'd actually gone and made an agreement where they put a little stupid tracking thing inside of the puck because they couldn't rotoscope it in time. But whatever. Oh, maybe I don't know. But that was, uh, that was the era of things glowing red. Yeah, it was terrible. And I remember calling my dad and I'd be like, "Dad, look, it's like real hockey. It's like the 3D, and they're like skating around." And this. He was just like, I don't know what to tell you, son. I just can't. I can't get into it. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Like, it was just that where, it's just, It was just like, where, I just yeah. can't do it. And he walked upstairs, and I was just like, but you can play. You want to play with me? All right. <laughs> and then that's, 
<laughs> here you are. And here we are. Yeah. That was it. I haven't talked to him since. That was the, that was the last An time I talked to my father. Nick Brecken's Live Journal. Yeah. <laughs> no, so you're um, playing NBA, you're playing 2K2 NBA 2K14. Yeah. I, I think it's because... <gasps> Just play with Safari. Oh, no. No, I know what you're about to say. So what I wanted to do for this... Are you, you're, I, I'm I, talking I, about the Connect. Oh, okay. No, oh, no, no. That's yeah. not what I was going to no, say. No, table that. I want to hear what you have to Wait, say. That's fucking think, good. What did you think he was going to say? Oh. I want to hear what you thought I was going to say. No, so what I was going to say, what I wanted to do before this podcast, oh, I'm probably going to ruin it. Out of these... I'm going to ruin it. I'm going ru- to ruin it. What I wanted to do was, was go into the my player thing and make a player called Barack Obama and then have you play it one on one on the stream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can totally yes. kick the shit out of that guy. So maybe I'll next play week. as like Kyrie Irving or something yeah, right. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, what were you going to say? Says, I found out um, from someone – I think this has been documented on Kotaku or somewhere, but someone I know who's reasonably close to the 2K sports team uh-huh. said – because we've, we've joked about this a million times. Apparently, if you have a Kinect turned on when you're playing the Xbox version of oh, 2K man. basketball yes, games – it's true. And you swear uh-huh. – you get like a technical bench foul from the rest. Yes. Yeah, no, that happens. And people call tech support about this, and they write and be like, "I didn't. There's no foul." But yeah, if, if it just hears you say "motherfucker," it'll just go dut, dut, dut. like you're just the game. Just, you just get a foul. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's so that's the thing so you funny. want everyone. Like, I know. Oh, it's how the best. I don't know how that got through, sir. I have no idea. It's, it's really so weird. Anyway, that's why you played it, so you could be Chris as an yeah. old man going, fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. Foul. <laughs> fucking no foul. Fucking bull. Is it good? Huh? Is the game the good? Game? Yeah, it's really good. Why don't we play against each other? We should. I'll come over. Yeah. I was, I, I'm worried into, um, like, Pierre and I think everybody's going to buy it for, um, like, next gen or something and just play a league or something. And we're just going to be super lame. We're going to play it We're going to be, we're gonna be gamer dudes. I'm going to, I'm buying a PS4 and NBA 2K14. I'm doing it. What? I'm doing I it. I have to buy a fucking PS4 to play this thing with. Yeah. Your crew to yeah. run. That's, that's how we roll. It's just how we roll, bro. I fucking made that crew. I, don't know what to do. I you know. Here's right. your friend because of me. Yeah. yeah. Chris, you're not going to get Don't you already have it on Steam? Huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I just play that. Don't you both? Yeah. Nick's got the glint. He's got the next glint. I don't get it. Weird. Okay. I'm gonna buy one of those consoles eventually. Yeah, but heat. But he, I mean, 2014. I'm not selling. I know Sean's not gonna buy one. 2014 I'm just is the year of the PS4. Nick will play NBA 2K14 yeah. in 2K14 on his PlayStation 4. Who cares what Nick does? I'll just say we can play on Steam. If you're trying to get someone, so can I play? No, I'll come over and play locally, right? Oh, can, yeah, yeah. can I play locally on so, PS4? Have you played? One, what was the last 2K NBA that you actually played? Did 11. You play? Okay, so, I you, oh, so you're into the Jordan these. Challenge. I haven't played NBA uh, 2K since, like... The Jordan Challenge? Yeah, Challenge, they're the maybe. best sports games, I think. Really? I don't play a lot of I really them, like but the MLB, the league ones. Oh, yeah. Or I, the I, bigs, I excuse me. The like big, those, oh, the bigs. Those are good. The big leagues, yeah. I kind of stopped playing Madden. I have an unopened... I opened, actually, my bo- my Madden so I could yeah, get the direct TV code out of recently. it, but I haven't played Yeah, yeah. NBA is really, really well done. It's actually like it's funny to play it, not having played a sports game in a while, which is what I usually do. You know, I go a couple of years before yeah, yeah, I actually same. get into a sports game, and it it's just, it feels like picking up any other good game if it's if it's well done. It just feels like picking up Smash Brothers again or something and being like, oh yeah, like mechanically, this is just a video game that's really good. It just happens to be about sports. You know what I mean? Like, right, it just right, feels right. like there's been a lot of attention to detail. What is the lore that created this weird <laughs> varnished hardwood square? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's a rectangle. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're right. It's a rectangle. <laughs> anyway, yeah. My so, brain always my brain always gets these subsets backwards, where in my brain, for some reason, a rectangle is a subset of a square, because I'm an idiot. You're not an idiot. You're not an idiot. <laughs> I'm just six. Not it's idiot. not your fault, Jake. It's, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> 
Anyway, I'm playing. I'm playing. You're playing is the Heat though. Play, here's why: because it's it's LeBron James branded, and you're gonna love this when you. Wait, load, no, oh, no, you're, no, you're right. That's no, fucking. No, 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 because because the special mode is like LeBron James's like trip to his dynasty, and here's the here's the hilarious thing. So you load into this mode, and it plays a little. So thing. they have like two million. Yeah. Like teenage boy oh, just grinding yeah. away yeah. to get make sure LeBron James yeah. gets get five seven rings. rings. Seven? seven you're going to outdo Jordan? It's crazy. That's the whole thing? Because they game it out. Like, I'm playing the Lakers in, like, 2016 right now. It's like Kobe's last shot. LeBron's... Like, what? So wait, no, LeBron's 29. Yeah. Okay. No, he's 29 in December. <laughs> LeBron has two rings. Uh-huh. So yeah. he needs There's a little five ring rings counter before he's 30. That you fill in. Like, whenever you win a game, it just fills in one more ring. They basically need to win it's so funny. When five you start, out of the next eight championships. When you start the That's mode... fucking horseshit. You're going to love this. When you start the mode, there's a little video that plays, and it just says... It's like, basketball's really hard. Nothing comes easy. And when he says nothing comes easy... LeBron says this? When it says nothing comes easy, there's a fucking photo of LeBron, Bosch, and Wade standing next to each other just, like, holding hands. Just like, oh, no- nothing comes to you. You gotta work at it. <laughs> it's just like, what? So you've chosen to engage in this uh, sincerely. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not... I don't mean to slight LeBron James. I think it's important. LeBron James doesn't give a shit if you slight him or not. Four years ago he would have. Yeah. Now I think he's, yeah. he's he's my age. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Weird. Yeah. That's so weird. That's impossible. Growing up, it was imagine. just weird. My dad would always remind he's me of that. So too. much be better like, than you. It's your age. Like, <laughs> basketball. Like, what, what do you want from me? Like, yeah. Anyway, so the one reason I wanted to mention this game though is that I've started. Now I beat LeBron James. Dad, dad, dad. <laughs> wouldn't play hockey with me. <laughs> No, because because I've noticed playing this LeBron mode, the games are really hard. Uh, yeah, that was established. <laughs> I've noticed how little I am. Well, I've noticed how little I've accomplished in my life. Easy. It's just basketball's hard. Oh, wait, so the games are hard. The games are really difficult to win. and um, They just increase the difficulty? Yeah, basically. I mean, there's the scenarios are insane. Like, the Lakers have Kobe... Uh, Carmelo and like a bunch of other guys, they just stack the like deck. Six, These weird scenarios. How yeah, is yeah. That? they just say like, "Oh, it's weird that that they got uh, Anthony oh, last so year." As the destin- as the like, dynasty goes forward, yeah, just but weird Kobe's chaos. Done. Just spirals. Yeah, but his stats aren't in the game, right? Because he's still branded as like Tore's one of the. He's tore. Does he age? Yeah. Is any of that stuff in there? Yeah. What the, like the fact injuries that he, and like, stuff? That he tore his Achilles tendon last year. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it is in like the regular mode. I don't know. Anyway, the point is that they get increasingly difficult. And because the only other game that I'm playing right now uh, is Spelunky, I've noticed that I'm basically falling into a weird trap where I'm playing this game in the exact same way that I play Spelunky. Are you doing the NBA 2K14 Daily Challenge? I'm doing the Daily Challenge where I start playing around, um, and if I get like five minutes in and I'm ten points behind, I just give up and throw the controller down because I'm just <laughs> not going to make it. Like that's the hell run ain't happening. Like that's that just, is it's so just not how I play Spelunky at all. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I just I just give up. Although there is, <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I, I like to give up too. Yeah, I just lay. I told you this. I lay five bombs in record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Succession. It's just like uh, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. That makes. Sense. I'm not coming back from this. Guys, yeah, yeah, I can see that in you guys. Yeah. Anyway, that's the only thing I want. I don't to do say. that in a daily challenge. That seems like this thing your personalities would enable. Says well, no, I mean it does. <laughs> it's not, like it's not better or worse. Like, but I mean, you right. guys definitely have a more like intense brand of like. You like to be good at things. Competitiveness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It ex- it it. it Exerts itself in different ways. Yeah, I would say. 
yeah. manifests itself in positive ways. I would mm. say. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you, I would say in you, successful I, lives. I would say. I would say you I like Sean's winning this argument. <laughs> I do. Yeah. You like to be good at things. Chris <laughs> likes to be great at them. I don't know what that means, but I, it was the only way that I could verbally one up. <laughs> uh, should we take a break? What? What? Uh, oh, we're just gonna do mail. We just do some mail. Right? We just roll in the mail. Would LeBron James take a break? Video games. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Audible. You can go to audiblepodcast.com/slash/wizard for a free audiobook download and, and a subscription trial. Yeah. Um, I'm recommending this week. I think I'm recommending it. The Cuckoo's <laughs> Calling, actually, by J.K. Rowling slash her pseudonym Robert Galbraith. Uh, you, everybody saw, probably knows the your, story of this. Your, uh, on Goodreads? This on your Goodreads. I really liked it. I read it in two days. I was on a trip, and I described it earlier to you guys as the thing that is actually good about Harry Potter, which is well-formed characters that you kind of like being around and a bunch of stupid shit happens to them. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing, except it's with adults. So there's like boning and <laughs> murder. There's boning and murder? There's murder in, in, and boning. in Harry Potter. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> More beautiful. Boning is all off screen in Harry Potter. Mm. <laughs> well, there are babies in Harry Potter, so you can surmise that people boned. Well, and the fact that humans are alive, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. But it's, like, on screen. I'm sorry, they're muggles. It's on the page. What? Yeah. Is that, like, a goblin? No. (laughs) In some cases. No, it's not. This fucking guy. Yeah, but no, uh, it's narrated by Robert Glenister, who I'm sure is... The Cuckoo's Calling one. Yeah, The Cuckoo's Calling. Anyway, yeah, so I read the book... But I read it on my Kindle, which will, if you get the Kindle version and the Audible version, little feature, I think we've talked about this before, yeah. they actually sync they to each sync other. With WhisperNet. Which is it's crazy. Kind of yeah. Oh, so did you actually use that? You read for a while and listened for a bit? I did that with Wolf Hall, but I didn't do that with Cuckoo's Calling. Cause I That's got to be tougher with Wolf Hall. Really fucking hard. I don't recommend it for Wolf Hall. I think it'd be <laughs> fine with this book. Yeah. But uh, yeah, check it out. Cool. Audiblepodcast.com slash wizard. And you get to keep your free book. Yeah. Whether you keep your subscription or not. Video game. Jeremy Thornhill writes, Dear Thumbs, perhaps you remember discussing the console Netflix app in episode 10, The Ballad of John Ricketts. Oh, man. I don't, oh I don't want to talk about this. Oh, okay. Well, we don't <laughs> have to. You no, we can't. Can. I, I know where it's going. What? It's oh, TV Chivas, right? He says, once again, your hilarious bullshit has accurately predicted the yeah. nightmare that is the future of video games. It has been revealed that people will, in fact, get achievements and points from media apps on the Xbox One. Uh, the potential for this functionality had been mined from patents before, but this is the first confirmation I've seen of it in a real thing. Um, during your discussion of this horrifying eventuality, Chris states, that's the cheesiest stupid shit ever. <laughs> Sounds like a box quote to me, I Jeremy. Sorry, Sean. Sorry. It's only going to get better when you can cash in 10... Of Avengers Chivos for ten percent off, like Thor two cheesy bread. Yeah. No, when you order <laughs> oh, okay, from the, the right, exactly. Pizza Hut app in your Xbox sidebar that is watching the Marvel exclu- Marvel exclusive Netflix exclusive series, right. yeah. you can then also get your like Thor Doctor Pepper six pack. Would it be then, so hard you, for that to be bananas? Reblow. Like a box I think of oranges. Like crazy. I know. I no. Would it be hard like, for that to be wild? The is, yes, yeah, it would be hard. <laughs> just like 
a can of Dole pineapple gets Dole's not going to spend that money. <laughs> you don't know that. I'm pretty sure they're not going to. What if it's baby carrots eat them like junk food though? Maybe they would. They spend would die, yeah. but they wouldn't succeed because you can't. Like <laughs> the the ty- I don't think the way people consume those foods is as susceptible to the way people consume junk food. I could eat like nine bananas. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, but I don't. I don't think bananas are delicious. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm not saying the bananas aren't good. Obviously, if if everyone just agreed that everything that's good for you is delicious, we. I mean, uh, uh, you're not like the argument you're making is meaningless. It doesn't mean anything. Like, yeah, bananas are good for you. What if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and you get, like, a Taco Bell family pack with, like, ten tacos, but they're all different Doritos flavors that all have wrappers of Marvel characters on them. But you only can get that by watching one of every Marvel TV show on TV in your Xbox while wearing a hat of each of those characters (laughs) that you've purchased from the store that you're connected to. Then you can reblog a GIF where Thor says something and then it's funny. A GIF, I'm sorry. And then you get a Tumblr achievement, which is apparently now also a thing that's starting to happen. Oh, but not on the Xbox. On a Tumblr. No, but I mean, that would be connected still. That's all part of the the Marvel movie, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Remember when we were looking for offices and we ate those Dorito tacos? Yeah. Did you get any points for that? I think I, if, Some shame points. Yeah. If, if there was a QR code on it, I threw it away or ate it. <laughs> QR codes, like, impressed directly. The yeah, the actual shell. Makes the taco the shell. shell is sprayed with nacho so cheese, more but they first have a little light adhesive that they then peel off after the nacho cheese has been sprayed to re- in the shape of the QR code to reveal the mm. Cool Ranch QR code that uh, is in the negative space of that Tacos Locos. Speaking of tacos, Sarah Argadale writes, Dear Idle Thumbs Podcast, what are your favorite food puns? Thanks, Sarah Argadale. <laughs> I already told her my favorite one on Twitter. You told her to write in about this. That's and we the would talk about it. It's because you said, you said... Okay, well, done, and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zoe Hart writes, I miss you, Sarah. communities that no one ever knew existed. <laughs> A couple weeks ago, you were talking about the oral history of Smash, which is a community that's still around. I thought you might be interested in hearing about a few competitive scenes that no one even that no one knew even existed while they did, unlike Smashing communities that are still around. Um, sorry for the poor writing. Okay, whatever. Uh, last thing oh, first, they are still entire. There are still entirely different scenes of the fighting game community on the east and west coast of the U.S. that still totally exists, although it may be less pronounced. That, as an aside, was my favorite thing about the Smash documentary. Was like the different styles of east and west coast players and like the rivalries that sprung up i thought that was amazing um where is this documentary it's called it's YouTube. called the smash brothers it's on youtube it's a documentary about uh the super smash brothers competitive scene that's like it just there's, there's some unfortunate social shit that comes up in towards the end of it that i hadn't seen when i talked about it previously that kind of bummed me out but the bulk of the documentary is really good um here's the list of games and small competitive communities i'll be brief as brief as possible just let me know if you'd like to hear any more about any individual community mech assault 2 dodgeball what? Dodgeball was a game variant I came up with for the game on the map River City when I was 12. This was in the early days of Xbox Live, so there weren't that many people playing even the most popular games online yet. There were maybe 20 or 30 people on at a given time. Because of that, everyone had to be nice to each other or they wouldn't have anyone to play with. So I would sit in a River City team deathmatch lobby and wait for it to fill. Then I would explain to everyone the rules of the game, ask if there were any questions, and we'd play. People would usually stick around for multiple games, so eventually I started running tournaments for it. I did that on a weekly basis for about a year. Eventually, sometimes I would run into people running their own dodgeball lobbies. I thought this one was interesting, not just because I created it, but because the only thing I was able to find on the internet that even references that this game mode uh, existed was a single thread on some obscure forum where people were getting together to play on the week that Xbox Live shut down. Man, that's really interesting, because that's how the um, 
Halo zombie mode began. Like, I remember playing that when it was, like, bubbling up out of just the community of people who just made up a game mode. And you had to play it on the honor system. Like, you Mm -hmm. had to just, like, change your team if you became a zombie. And it was just everyone had to agree to play by the rules. That was awesome. That was, like, a really cool thing to to be around for. Uh, Black and white creature battles. This one is hard to explain. The creature's AI in in this game paid attention to absolutely everything you did in the game. It's probably the best ever in a game in terms of learning. The issue is that you couldn't unteach it something. It also paid attention to the way you used it in fights with other creatures. There's a small community within the already small black and white community who obsessed about creating theoretically perfect creatures with perfect behaviors. They would make empty sandbox maps meant to train your creature without enemy interference and tournaments would run where creatures would battle each other. It was standard practice in normal multiplayer matches that when your creatures began a fight with one another, you wouldn't directly control it. The only way to ensure that either player wasn't controlling their creature was for both players to be holding an object, usually a tree. So since the camera zoomed in on the creatures when they initiated combat, there would always be two giant ominous hands holding trees directly above them. The image always makes me smile. I haven't really looked, but I highly doubt any record of this one exists since the black and white servers, forums, and community sites went down. God, that's, God that, that's fascinating. That's really like weird. setting up weird Skinner boxes yeah. for these creatures to turn them into fighting machines. It's really nice that Twitch exists now because a lot of these things are right. actually going to be archived. Even yeah. if their infrastructure is gone, someone will be yeah. able to say, oh, that yeah, one totally. match. Right. Like, like stuff like Boiler, the Binding of Isaac speedrun community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, someone really needs to start that for Spelunky. Like that should be a thing that happens every single day on Twitch is people doing head-to-head Spelunky Daily Challenge runs where they can't see each other, but the people watching can see both of them side by side. Where there's a synced like three, two, one. Yeah, head start. and they're playing the exact same map. Like that needs to happen. That is yeah. obviously. Yeah, we're talking awesome. about that on the stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This should definitely, definitely happen. Like Someone a spoiler. Please make that. Yep. Oh, <laughs> spoiler. Yes. <laughs> good, Jake. No, I said spoiler to make it worse. But... Oh, good. It was worse. Uh, Monster Rancher two and three. This is the oddest of the bunch during the way the tournaments were, were facilitated and surprisingly probably had the largest community of all of them. The community site is still around too, though much different. I'll get to that in a second. Remember the PS2 Max Drive? I, I do not. This was probably the only reason a single one was ever purchased. People would upload their battle-hardened monsters and a tournament organizer would download all the entries, typically, typically one per player per tournament. Usually matches were best of three. A standard bracket would be set up and in one night or sometimes more in the style of the league once a night a week, AI versus AI matches would be played. The person organizing the tournament would then give a colorful play-by-play of how each match went. This is actually how people were informed about early StarCraft Brood War matches as well. People would share raising and training techniques, dissect the code line by line, and write and share text files you could burn onto your CDRs to get whatever creature you wanted without CD hunting. Like I said earlier, the community site is still up, but in 2005 or so, the site was hacked by one of the more troublesome community members, and literally everything was deleted and the site closed. It came back up, but most of the information was lost, and since the community temporarily had nowhere to go and no explanation, most of it died. It's just the library, the great library fire of... (laughs) Remember when Zach was on and we were talking about internet permanence? Yeah. Yeah, everything that guy just said, I think, is really interesting in terms of yeah, just totally. you think that things exist because the internet exists. Because of the yeah. cloud. They absolutely yeah. do not, which, yeah. Is, yeah. Really, which is really Destroyed crazy. Destroyed by one yeah. arsonist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually some really juicy drama surrounding the early days of League of Legends and the Dota community site that's quite similar. I can share if you're interested, but this is already longer than I intended. Uh, there's... God, there's a lot of examples here. Yeah. Devil, stuff, oh, Devil May Cry 3 and 4 and TSP. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, this just gets nuts. Okay. So you read all these? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Another single-player game with a, with a tournament community. This one has a decent record considering the nature of the competition. TST stands for True Style Tournament. 
Devil May Cry was a very mechanically demanding action game focused on coming up with creative or stylish combos. What better way to see who was the best than was the subjective competition judged by the competitors themselves? What? It was an annual competition spanning four years, multiple games, and with each round having different qualifications. YouTube was around, but the moves were just uploaded to an FTP server initially. It wasn't bracketed, but there were rounds, with each round eliminating the worst of the competitors' submissions. One round might be Devil May Cry 1, the next Devil May Cry 3, or maybe a freestyle where no editing is allowed. Not only did you have to play the game well technically, but you had to choreograph your combos, control your camera in a cinematic fashion, and edit your video well. Even though the tournaments aren't run anymore, most of the best players still put together videos. There's a very good short written history of the tournament itself on the TST site by the main organizer you should definitely read. I thought this deserved to be here because of the relatively small size of the competitive community. Then there's a link. Phantombabies.net slash TST4. <laughs> sounds like it's right up our alley. Um, here's one of the best current players Ghost in the world. The new Devil May Cry is very slow-paced and more cinematic, so it should be easier to tell what's going on. That's a YouTube link. Uh, Armored Core 2 AA 9 Breaker 4 4 Answer. <laughs> AC will always stand for Armored Core to me. The ones I had the most active community, I believe, with with AC2 and other aids generally thought to be the best of the series. It was the this most- is one person wrote this? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Can and you- knows all this? <laughs> it's crazy. This it guy crazy. needs to make a This guy's life was is it a, Was it a guy out. or girl? It's so, a Zoe, so I assume it's Zoe. a girl. Girl, yeah. 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 Does she know anything else? Like, uh, uh, this is amazing. No, no, I'm serious. Like, this, she's so knowledgeable. She's like a PhD of this. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, I have just focused on this one thing. Like, that's esoteric. That's what I know. Gaming. Yeah. yeah. This is incredible. Yeah. Um, I first heard about... So I didn't mean it in a bad just, way. I'm, I'm sure no, she knows no, no, lots no. of stuff. I know, no. I mean, it's, 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 it's incredibly fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to say what you're saying. What? Yeah. Um... <laughs> AC2 and Other Age was the most technically complex in terms of actual gameplay and mech configuration. I first heard about other people playing this game online while searching for secret weapons that were hidden in certain levels. Through that, I found a community site that had information on how to play other people online. You needed a PS2 network adapter and a tunneling program that had a built-in lobby chat system to spoof a LAN. I don't know the name fake. of that, though. No, no, that's what <laughs> because I did that with Halo 1. No, I mean the whole fucking email. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah, I totally did that with Halo 1, though, for sure. Um, later iterations had built-in multiplayer and larger communities, but I lost interest since so, so many of the systems became very <clears> simplified. Um, I know they still have a very small, dedicated online competitive community. This was probably the smallest community at the time I played, with there usually being one or two other people uh, at most during the day. There were murmurs of in-person tournaments being held in Houston or Austin, Texas. I was too young and far away to travel. Other than that, the tournaments so for these funny. games were pretty standard. But I robbed my aunt and got a bus ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, uh, 1v1 in standard single elimination brackets. The community site doesn't exist any awesome. longer. It changed my life. <laughs> so again, no record of the tournaments having taken place or the early community even exists. There are a couple people uploading relatively high-level matches for the newer games on YouTube. Though, like Devil May Cry, it's difficult to parse if you're unfamiliar with the series. But the game is astoundingly gorgeous regardless. One last thing I wanted to say, which I think is interesting and relevant. With fighting games as big as they are right now, there's a lot of infighting between communities. Mostly because the largest tournaments only have room for a specific amount of games to be played on the main stage or the bandwidth for all games to even be streamed. But there's always side tournaments. For example, Blaze Blue wasn't played at Evo despite having a very prominent online community here in the States and Japan. The online in Blaze Blue is considered to be among the best for any fighting games, and I think that's part of the reason people don't travel to tournaments. They don't feel the need. The other part is that a majority of the people who play anime games like Blaze Blue and Guilty Gear live in the Midwest or are poor or too young to travel. But I was always curious about whether or not there's a correlation to better online play meaning smaller in-person competitive community, and based on tournament entries, it seems to be at least somewhat true. I always found it interesting that the inclusion of a feature could be antithetical to the formation of a community due to lack of necessity. Anyway, sorry that was so long. But as I said, uh, if you'd like to hear more about specifics of a gamer community, then let me know. I'd be more than happy to share it. Share more. 
I love you, Chris. And sorry for the font. I don't know why my phone did that and I can't change it. Okay, bye. It's you like, wrote that on a phone? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like in itself. And you love Chris? I smell a rat. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Chris. You are nice and handsome. <laughs> and know so much about esoteric online communities. I mean, I do. I mean, I must end this now. That was probably yeah, that the winner of Idle Thumbs email yeah, of, the, of the Shop that up, and that's episode yeah. one of uh, that podcast on the Idle Thumbs Network. Weird. Hey, new podcast. We should talk oh, about yeah. that for a second. Oh, yeah. Uh, our buddy Nels and his friend, whose name I forgot. Shit. <laughs> well, <sighs> real good. Our buddy Nels, who was on the podcast <laughs> a few weeks ago, uh, has started a podcast about the card game Netrunner, which he talked about on that episode of Idle Thumbs. It's called Terminal 7. <laughs> oh, man. I was waiting. And no, it's, it's a weekly podcast about those guys' experience playing Netrunner as well as I think they run a lot of Netrunner tournaments and stuff. They're really, really into it. So if you, They talk about the metagame and stuff. Yeah, so if you're into that card game or... Or think you might want to might wanna be, check it out. If you might want to be into it, you should actually listen to Nels talk about it on this episode of Idle Thumbs a few weeks ago before you listen oh, right. to Terminal 7 because that podcast goes deep more. really fast. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it's at idlethumbs.net slash Terminal 7. Slash Terminal 7. It's pretty sweet. Um, that reader mail talking about the early Xbox Live online scene on the original Xbox and how everyone was really friendly and nice. Oh, they were talking... Oh, yeah, right. They were on... Yeah. Xbox Live on the original yeah, Xbox, yeah. I think. Uh-huh. Uh, it reminded me of an article that just went up on Polygon today mm-hmm. that was a really in-depth look at the creation of Xbox Live inside of the original Xbox team. It was a it was a fucking fascinating read. It was really good, but you mostly should read it because Jay Allard was interviewed for that article and talks about oh, a shit. ton of shit. Like it's 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 a it's a Jay Allard uh, piece. It's basically I don't <laughs> it's know. It's a Jay Allard think piece. <laughs> I, I don't. I didn't. Jay Allard gem. I did not. I didn't glint. I didn't show up for the Allard, but I stayed for the Allard for sure. Yeah. But it's just. It's a super interesting article, regardless <laughs> of Jay Allard's I'm presence. Tantalized. It talks. It talks about. I mean, it starts by talking about just sort of the ideas behind the formation of the Xbox as a piece of hardware, and how it sort of deliberately was segmented out from Microsoft's culture. But then it talks about the Xbox Live team. Which was also then segmented out from the Xbox team, and they were like the weird pariahs inside of the Xbox team that was the pariah because they were pushing hard for like not putting a modem in the system. They were pushing hard for like all the always on stuff and for sort of mm. keeping or not always on, but rather a console that is capable of just having the internet be a piece of its existence as opposed to a weird modal thing that you had to dial into, which I think was the the way that everyone thought about online before that, and just the the sort of philosophies of the live team inside of the original Xbox team uh, at the time and now. Like, it's because a lot of the guys are the same and they talk about sort of their relationship to Microsoft as a company now versus what it was like then. But also, J. Allard is interviewed to all fuck in that piece. Uh, you should read I it. read this. Yeah, it's good. Where, what, where was it again? It's on Polygon. Polygon. Yeah. It was cool. But, oh, the, one of the things that they were talking about was uh, in the interview, J. Allard and a couple other people were talking about when they – were playing Xbox Live and playing Xbox Live and playing Xbox Live just amongst themselves as a team. And then they encountered a 40-year-old woman, like, voice. And they're like, who, what, who are you? And she's like, oh, I'm just playing with my kid. And they realized that, like, the, the some test systems had gone out and gone live. And it was apparently, like, the nicest time that had ever existed on Xbox oh Live. My was that. Oh, my God. But it was, like, like the article Before the rest of the internet Yeah, the article up. doesn't talk about this, but the interview with Jay Allard, he's, like, this was, like, the moment I, I did yeah. it. Like, we did it. 
Yeah. And then obviously oh. you know uh, what no. that actually yeah. means because of what yeah. Xbox Live became yeah. like five months later. Right. It's, just but, the, it's uh, the creation myth. It's just Adam and Eve yep. <laughs> sitting in Mech Assault. Just, I really enjoyed that match. Yeah. yeah. Oh anyway, uh, that article is worth checking out. And yeah. just that one moment about Mech Assault reminded me yeah. that the Xbox Live community in like its formative totally. times was very different than it was when Halo 2 came out. For sure. There is something really um, – there, it is a very unique feeling to be part of a very small community like that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, I did. Uh, I mentioned briefly in that email, but I used to play uh, Halo One online through like a weird tunneling thing, and you definitely got to know people through that sort of because uh, you would like end up having to set up um, uh, like ventrilo servers and stuff, and like, and there were so few people who played uh, relatively relative to like Xbox Live at large. Um, that it, and it felt like you were doing something um, like outside of the normal. Well, just like, by virtue of connecting to those people, you know that you all went through the legwork. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, yeah. There's a very specific feeling. It's hard to like explain what el- what other thing it's like. This is a weird, dumb, specific thing. But like, uh, it always just it's cool. That stuff same as like early like, like I played a lot of Quake One online stuff. Uh, and if, if the same way is just if you mm. if you oh, have yeah. a very specific weird Quake One mod and then yes. you go to the server mm. browser yes, and you yes, see yes, someone yes. else has it, you know because you've connected with this person that they're effectively in the secret club that you are right. in because they said I'm interested in doing this exact very specific thing. I've done it now. I found another person, and now we're sort of enjoying the fruits of our labor together as well as also playing this game. Is a cool, yeah. a weird did, experience. Did I ever talk about Chapter Honor on this podcast? This was a Quake One mod that I played. In like the late '90s, um, when uh, I don't really know how to date it relatively to relative other things, but yeah, late '90s, it was a Warhammer 40k mod of Quake One that this guy I think you have talked about this code named Fireball made. Yeah, and it was like it was crazy because it was a relatively small community, but it was a there was a ton of like structure set up in that community. Like there were clans um, that were super active, and there was like there were clans that had a reputation for just being like really good and they would it would it was really hard to get into them but because the community was so small it was like really significant if one particular player went from this clan to that clan even though it didn't mean anything but like everyone knew everyone else who played like everyone knew every single other person who played this mod with any degree of regularity um which was probably like several it was i would say like several dozen people um but it really felt like you were part of this like community with a lot of like structure and hierarchy to it um, it was probably the most enjoyable time I've ever had, like in an online community, because just everyone knew each other. We would set up tournaments. Like some of the first websites I made were related to to that. Um, just it was it was weird. It was a really weird thing. There's probably like five people who still play that mod, and They're they have the most hard. myopic worldview of anyone that's ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> Says asshole. No, that's yeah. Weird online communities are, are the best. Yeah, until mm-hmm. they're not. Yeah, well, they can become not very yeah. easily. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Nick, you've got to get back to... I have a thousand I, stories about that, but I'm not going to get into them. Oh, I thought, I thought you... <laughs> oh, you're, you're you, ending the podcast. You, you've got multiple multiple. Oh, I've got rings. rings I've got rings to win. Yeah. i got to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We done? Write us at questions at idlethumbs.net. Write us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at idlethumbs. Take care, guys. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Bye.
Man, I was on the Build a PC subreddit today because I was looking at fucking shit like that. Yeah. And this guy was like, well, I told my wife that she could use our broken Xbox to make our kid's robot costume. And then you click on it and it's just an image of a full fucking tower, right? With like googly like like aluminum robot arms coming out of it with like chips and like a fucking Intel chip glued to it and then like <laughs> like a G, like a Titan class <laughs> graphics card ripped in half, <laughs> and like on each side, and like a fan up here, <laughs> and like another. So it just looked like that movie uh, with Matt Damon in it. Yeah, but yeah, she exactly. That happened. His PC. Right. his PC was like kind of apart in his office, <laughs> and she shredded his twenty five hundred dollar gaming PC for this like cl- like hilarious. There's just a fucking motherboard, just like uh, in shambles, <laughs> like with like a ball peen hammer next to it. <laughs> It was like a cute robot costume. I think it was a good robot costume. I'm sure his kid looked adorable.